adjust your TV screens or wherever you're watching these two ruggedly handsome individuals with these melodious tones piping through your speakerphone. Yes, it is I, the host that covers the most, Jimmy J, alongside with the South Jersey Slasher, a.k.a. the South Jersey Silver Fox, depending who you speak to, folks. Welcome back to Horror 365. This is episode 31, and this week, right before Labor Day, we figured it's only fitting, right? I, I mean, I'm wearing white. I should not be wearing white, okay? But you know what, Brian? It is before Labor Day. Yeah, so you're, we're you're okay. okay. I, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. We are reviewing Serial Mom from 1994. Now, I know some of you are saying, Jimmy, it's not a horror. You know, it's a, a horror comedy. I mean, look, it has horror elements in it. Stop overthinking it. We're reviewing it. We got some news to talk about. Candyman. The Candyman, Can. The Candyman, man. He's back. He's back in business. We'll discuss that as well. And, uh, Brian, some activities and some events that are coming up in the near future. Buddy, how you been since last week? Good. You know, I can't believe the summer is over. Like, oh. I, I, in a way, I'm glad it is because it was a uh, hot, humid summer. I felt like a, we were living in Florida this summer. So. No, dude, snap of a finger, though. It's over. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? It's coming. The fall is right around the corner. Our favorite time of the year. Hell yeah, man. I love the fall time. I mean, give me hoodie weather all year mm-hmm. round. Okay, and I'll take it. Because yeah. this heat, I can't do this heat. You know, everybody right. in New York over here, their escape route, Florida. Florida, North Carolina. I, I, just, I can't do it, Brian. Put me up north somewhere. I'll yeah. be in like, I'll go to PA. I'll go upstate, maybe Vermont. Give me some woods. Give me like a, a haunted house. I'll live in a haunted house, Brian. I'm down. I mean, what, it's Buffalo Bills season. house, Buffalo, Buffalo Bills. Bills. Yeah. Well, if I live in Buffalo Bills house. All right. First of all, we got to get we got to get things straight here. Chris, if you're viewing this right now, I don't know what's on the menu. I'm a little nervous. OK, I do want to stay in Buffalo Bills house, but I don't know if I can survive the night over there. I don't know if I'm going to be even able to sleep because I'm going to think like, you know, goodbye. Horses are going to be playing. And we're gonna, yeah. Oh, oh, there, there we go. Brian. Speaking of, speaking of um, Buffalo yep. Bills house, did you see uh, Chris's uh, advertisement? He's working in the workshop, and Chris is basically almost in the birthday suit. Did you just- yeah, I, I did see that. So, <laughs> woo, that's all I gotta say. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's coming along for him, man. Yeah, and it's isn't it open in week? I think right after Labor Day. Yeah, I he actually did just announced it. I think yesterday. Well, yesterday for us, it would have been um, August twenty uh, sixth. They announced that they're taking bookings now. Oh man. Oh, that's that's cool, man. I, I really didn't look at all the details. I didn't see exactly, you know, what an overnight stay includes. Well, it's uh, not an you? overnight stay. It's four minimum four nights. Minimum four nights. Four nights. So you oh, get your dude. money's worth. You get your money's worth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you. I mean, you obviously have access to the entire house, the backyard, the, the porch, property, everything yep. up there, the property. Yep. I mean, you could pretty much do whatever you want over there. I mean, is there anything that I'm missing, like uh, that he offers in, in that package deal? Uh, you know, uh, to be honest with you, I didn't look in the package deal, but uh, sorry, my cat is attacking my computer. Um, but th- I think it's really pretty much you just get the house for the four days. Um, I'm sure he'll be doing tours. I'm sure like when you uh, maybe when you first go to the house, they'll kind of give you a walkthrough of everything. But yeah, you can have um, you can have up to uh, how many people did he say he could fit? He can fit up to, I think between 13 and 16 people at a time in the house. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's cool. If you get a group of friends, it'll be, it'll, and, it's, and it's tier level. So it's the more people you have, there's a tier level. But if you think about it, if all your friends chip in, it's not, it's really not a bad deal. No, absolutely not, man. I, I'm down. I'm down to go, Brian. You yeah. and I, you want to go I'm down. I'll bring missus. That, that's yeah. it. We, it'd be, it'd be a good there. weekend. We'll get the yeah. whole team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Buffalo Bills. And, you know, it's crazy because like this time of the year, I said it before, is my favorite time of the year. Last four months of the year, uh, we get into the Halloween season and the the holiday season, you know, and the haunt season. And, dude, we have to get our boy Jared back on here from Halloween Haunts 365. I was talking to him briefly the other day. Uh, He just interviewed uh, one of the young ladies that came out to uh, our event with C.J. Graham. she volunteers at a haunt, I believe, in New Hampshire. It was yeah. a haunted overload. When I was looking at their haunt, it, it's just absolutely incredible, man. And then the backstory, too, is just sick. So I'm ready to go to some of these haunted attractions. I know Jerry was speaking to us about some of them, some of these asylums and other mm-hmm. uh, attractions that are throughout, like, 
uh, PA jersey. And is there any on your list that you're looking to do this year? Uh, if we had the time, I would love to check uh, one of one of the events out in PA. Uh, our our good friend Horror Daddy just got hired for the Waverly Hotel. I think. It's oh, called. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Josh, uh, shout out to Horror Daddy eighty five, mm. and of course. His gorgeous, his beautiful daughter. Okay, adorable daughter. Uh, Mini Jason thirteen at Mini Jason thirteen. Follow them on Instagram. Uh, they're they're in that haunt, I believe, and uh, they're gonna be doing it all. Well, not not Mini Jason. Surprise! Oh, no, no, surprise! No, no, sorry, not There's Mini Jason. That's Leah, right. Leah. Leah. His other daughter. Leah. We got child labor law. She's still too young. <laughs> <laughs> well, we gotta give Leah a name. She's Mini Jason. What are we giving Leah here? I have no idea. I, I will have to watch Children of the Corn because that's yeah. what she's gonna be doing. She's going to be one of the children in the corn maze. Leah the lyncher. I don't know. We're going to find out. Uh, she's, <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to get her a name over there. But, yeah, she's in the corn maze. Uh, you know, these things, when I remember going to some of these haunts, man, I know we're, like, segueing here. We got to get on topic of the news, and we have a lot to talk about. But, you know, thinking about it, it just scares the hell out of me. I'm like, the reactions are everything, though. When you go there and you're with the group or even if you're by yourself and – whether it's you reacting or you seeing other people reacting to like these people popping out of everywhere, man, it's, it's always a good time. Uh, I've yeah. never had an incident at any haunt that I went to really. Uh, I've heard incidents. I've heard things happen, but you know what? Let's think positive this season. Okay. It's, it's all. Yeah. So other haunts that I've wanted to check out are in Pennsylvania. So we got a uh, Jason's woods and the Bates motel. I hear pretty good out there. They're in the uh, Lancaster area of Pennsylvania. Oh, that's, that's really not too far. We, nah. we can take a trip over two, there. Two hours from me. I mean, dude, we have a lot of things planned in October, which we'll, you know, we'll talk about at a later episode on a later episode because this one's coming out next week. Uh, mm-hmm. And we have just so much things to talk about. I want to get right in right now, actually, to some of the news. Uh, and this is something different here. Uh, I just want your opinion on this. I, I seen something about the Adams Family Wednesday, right? Tim Burton's live-action Adams Family series for Netflix um, on here. I'm just going to read a little part of it. Uh, Wednesday's attempts to master her emergent psychic ability, uh, or attempts, excuse me, to master her emergent psychic ability, thwart a monstrous killing spree that has terrorized the local town and solved the supernatural mystery that embroiled her parents 25 years ago, all while navigating her new and very tangled relationships. Um I really didn't get in depth of reading on this. Uh, There's an article on Bloody Disgusting. You can check it out. Did you hear anything about this? Um, I heard that who they cast as Gomez and uh, Morticia. We got um, Louis Guzman as uh, Morticia, as (laughs) Gomez, who he's always like a character actor, but he's funny as hell. Um, He, I mean, hands down, no one will ever compare, in my opinion, to Raul Julia as Gomez for live action. Uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones, yeah, I could see her as uh, a Morticia, but I feel like um, they're 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 mirroring the cartoon version of the Adams family, you know. Because if you look at John Aston from the TV show, and then we had Raul Julia, um, so I would, you know, people people wanted Johnny Depp because he has um, that such a great collaboration with Tim Burton but I couldn't see Johnny Depp doing a Netflix TV show. If it was a movie, then yeah, I could see it. I'm not a big Adams Family aficionado. I yeah. watched the movies once or twice. I I never knew Wednesday had psychic powers. <laughs> so I think this is a new twist. They should have, if they really wanted to get nostalgic with the movie fans, they should have tried to cast Christina Ricci. yeah. Dude, they, they should have. That's a good that's a good call on that one. Yeah. I wonder why they didn't even think of that. Well, I'm I'm assuming it's well, 25 years later. She was like 12. So okay, so she's still, well, Christina Ricci is his early 40s, so they very well could have done it. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, it's Tim Burton and this is right up his alley, like this type of yeah, I this think type of theme. Tim Burton, Nightmare Before Christmas. It's like yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that 100% on this team here. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. I say this a lot. Um, I give everything a shot. But this is not something for me that really, like, uh, caught my eye or attention, really. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wanted to bring it up just to get your thoughts on it. And, you know, if there's people that are viewing this right now, if you have any thoughts on this or, or if anyone out there is a, an Adams Family, like, fan, super fan, just let me know what you think about this one right here. Um, but, you know, I really. I wonder if they're going to bring back MC Hammer. 
too legit. Too, too legit, legit to quit. <laughs> too legit to quit. Oh yeah, too legit. Uh, yo, listen. If they do that, I'm bringing back the big, the big baggy pants. The parachute uh, pants, yeah. Parachute pants with the uh, like. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think you probably did have a couple pair. I saw that very handsome photo in your prom suit. I had to ask. Did you have a yes. white cane in that? Photo? I had a white cane. Yes, I did. I, I, I figured you did because I'm really looking at it. But that suit was so gosh darn bright. I needed to wear shades. <laughs> yeah, you need sunglasses with that one, man. I was just illuminated. It was like. Jesus himself walked in it. I mean, pretty much. I, I, if you go on to Jimmy J's Facebook page, there is like light coming from behind him because that suit was so white. <laughs> and you know why I, I like, I like wearing white because it also shows that, Hey, I have a little bit of a tan. I'm white. So like the I, white I, I wear makes it look like white. I'm tanned and I do get tan a little bit because that's the Italian in me, but you know, I get burnt. It's weird. I get fucking tan in my forearms. In like my head and my neck, but everywhere else, that's like Irene. It's she weird, she man. gets burned and then she puts on lotion, but it's like when it dries, the sunburns like patches. It's very weird, and she's yeah. Italian. You know what it is? It's probably northern because I have northern Italian blood, and then okay. I have Sicilian blood. So gotcha. Sicilian blood, because I'm like, if you think about it, I'm like almost half Sicilian. So like that, so that's where I get fighting each other. Exactly, it's constantly <laughs> fighting. And then the Irish is like, screw this, you're gonna burn. Mm-hmm. No, but uh, <laughs> crazy. Uh, I don't know how we segued onto that, but I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and Jimmy J will have his own sunscreen lotion out here uh, very soon. Um, SPF seven thousand. Stay tuned. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. So you know, I want to switch gears to something that. As we speak right now, it's out. It's in the theaters. It's uh, it's on streaming devices, I believe, at the moment. Certain streaming devices, maybe the Fire Stick, um, in Flickster, promote this site all the time. The Candyman, the Candyman. Okay, and it's so crazy because this movie, next year, it's thirty years, thirty years ago when it came out, the original Candyman, uh, and now we have another, uh, a sequel to the Candyman, and this one's a little bit different man and you know the fact that when i first heard that jordan peele had a hand in it i was like okay this is going to be interesting i know maybe you're not a big fan i think you said of jordan peele or maybe I, it was i like i did not like get out but i liked us yeah see i'm the opposite mm-hmm. it's not that i didn't like us it's just like i thought get out was done it was mm-hmm. just better it scared me more now people um, said oh it's so original no it wasn't it's a remake of um stepford wives <laughs> yeah I, yeah i remember you said that last time but you know, I, I just think about it. I'm like, okay, this, I want to see how they're going to put this together. Now, tonight, as I'm recording this, I'm actually going to the theaters to see this movie. So I'm excited about it, but I want to read something off a of bloody discussion. Cause like today, when I was looking at the news, I seen nothing but like Candyman articles. That's um, all over the social media. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It's everywhere, man. And people are talking about it. And I don't want to read anything. I don't want to get spoiled. Right. I mean, like, so this article really doesn't like spoil it. There's no spoiler alert, guys. So just, I'm going to read, I guess, a couple of paragraphs here that are from this uh, article on Bloody Disgusting. It says here, okay, narratively, Candyman offers an abundance or overabundance of food for thought. It warrants multiple revisits to digest just how much the Costa script co-written with Jordan Peele and Wynn Rosenfield is trying to convey and how well it succeeds. The subtext behind who's fearless enough to dare say Candyman's name five times is evident, along with the characters that refuse uh, out of self-preservation. Uh, there's careful consideration of depicting a history of trauma, including the elegant shadow puppetry and telling the Candyman legends. Uh, how the stories shift and evolve dramatically depending on who tells them uh, matters a lot here. Now, just reading that right there, um, you know, I'm liking the fact that it's actually, you know, going back. Like, I don't know, for me, I'm, I'm reading, it's like, okay, it's going back to the original. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the sense I'm getting from it. Yeah. Um, and I'm interested to see how they actually put this together. Well, I hear that in those um, shadow puppets, they mentioned Helen too. Helen. Yeah. That's all yeah. I hear. Man, when he was in that parking garage, when oh. he said that, I remember like I've got, however, 92. So I was um, 12 years old. And I remember that scared the crap out of me. Helen. Yes? Helen. 
Who is that? Helen, I came for you. Be my victim. I am the writing on the wall, the whisper in the classroom. Without these things, I am nothing. So now, I must shed innocent blood. Come with me. I remember seeing that when I was younger, too. And this was like late, late 90s. So I was actually a teenager almost. So I was scared to go into the Queen Center Mall parking lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, at nighttime. So yeah, I was thinking about Candyman. So yeah, that that's that scene is is traumatizing if you're young. Yeah, you know, yeah I'm, I'm I'm actually thinking of actually watching the original trilogy this weekend. You know, I it's I probably only watched part two once or twice, and I don't even think I ever saw the third one. I know they were direct to you know DVD VHS type releases, but. Why not? You know, let's have a Candyman weekend. It's the Candyman weekend, man. Yeah. Painful memories from Brianna's past get touched on and forgotten as she's forced to confront the supernatural mess Anthony started, uh, which is, I believe, who's playing Anthony in this movie? I think here? he's a newcomer. I think it's, yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely somebody new. It's mm-hmm. um, I'll read it off of here. Can't find his name. Well, we'll go back to that. Cabrini Green can't entirely erase its past, no matter how much money it gets spent to cover it up. Hmm. The points are well made, but fade into the background of Anthony's journey. Candyman has so much to say that the pacing loses some steam in the second half. But even still, Candyman impresses in how well it plays tribute to the original and its legacy while forging a very present grounded path forward, organically expanding the mythology. Uh, The horror moments deliver, but the cost also takes care uh, to ensure you hurt when the characters do. Candyman mm. tips its hat to the original in satisfying ways, but this is Anthony's story. Uh, there's his name right there. Abdul Mateen II and Cartwright uh, make for compelling leads of the cast wholly committed to the Costa's vision. I believe that's the gentleman. So name. there goes my theory. Anthony is the little baby from the original film because they mentioned Cabrini Green mm-hmm. here when I was reading it. Another uh, uh, headline, it was more like you know, they were changing the origin of Candyman, but then as time went on, we heard like Candyman's not just one person. So it's a collective, you know, so. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm reading. Like with, yeah. like he's, what did he start? Because like, it's saying like, you know, Brianna's past, it gets touched on, but she's forced to confront this supernatural mess that Anthony started. I don't know. Maybe Brianna is the daughter of Helen's friend. Who knows? Yeah, that's, that's, her friend got killed, I believe, right? Yeah. Helen's friend got killed. You know, I, I like the fact that it says, though, that it's paying tribute to the originals, uh, yeah. but also it's like setting like the stage for like future or, you know. Right. You know what I'm and, you know, our friend Dave Brown saw it last night and he is against reboots, remakes, re-imagings, but he said it was really good. So, so for Dave him, said it was good. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I do want to see it. So I hopefully I can catch it before the next time we record well by the time this episode comes out next week uh wednesday you know most people would have seen it already if you haven't then you know um you'll, you'll probably see us talking about it because honestly dude i'm thinking maybe we go on like a live or something sometime next week before this yeah. episode drops and and talk about it because um i know i'm gonna see it tonight mm-hmm. and i know you're if it's on flickster man i'll give you the password i told you that you're going yeah because I, I watched the french version for about two minutes that was not french hey but jimmy did you know there was a candy man board game a board game don't, don't lie to me brian you know i love board games what are yeah we talking so about um as i said earlier candy man's all over social media so i was perusing bloody disgusting and uh the headline was did you know there was a candy man board game so I'm going to read you the article. Uh, you've heard of Candy Lane, but what you probably don't know is that the Candyman franchise spawned a board game of its own back in the mid-90s. The Bill Condon-directed sequel, Candyman Farewell to the Flesh, was released in 1995, and the Gramercy Pictures marketing team whipped up the board game as a fun promo item. So I don't think it was maybe not officially a board game, but maybe gave it out at the movie or with the movie or something. Uh, The game, which is very hard to find, a friend of the guy who wrote this article gifted to him a while back. Um, 
has a playing board that is designed to look like a map of New Orleans. You're tasked with traveling the streets on the hunt for clues to solving the Candyman murder mysteries, all while making sure you don't become a victim yourself. Along with the board, the game includes one die, 10 hook cards, 19 Candyman cards, one, cards. <laughs> one mansion key card, 30 voodoo cards, and five game pieces. To win, player must proceed clockwise along the streets of New Orleans and get to the mansion with the key card in order to unlock the secret to Candyman's power. Each player starts with a token and play places it on the start square on the playing board. All players then roll the die. The player with the highest roll moves first. Once game play begins, you lose a turn if you roll a five. Why? You have to say his it name says five, it five times. times exactly. <laughs> um, if a player lands on the bee sting square, the player will have to return to the beginning. Landing on other squares, such as lost uh, Mardi Gras mask and cemetery, requires you to draw a card off the deck. Each of the cards has a different power, with the Candyman cards being the most deadly. If you draw five of them, you lose the game. As for hook cards, they allow you to unload Candyman cards on other players. The hook cards also allow you to take the coveted key card from another player. This is the secret to defeating the Candyman, as you can't win the game without it. Other horror movies that got their own board game, Jaws, Freddy vs. Jason, A Nightmare on Elm Street, Alien, and Dawn of the Dead. So it actually comes in like a really cool um, box and everything. And I tried looking it up on uh, eBay, but I didn't see it. But um, let's see. So that's like the cover to the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. Man, yeah. I, first of all, I didn't even know they had all those other board games. I had no I know, idea. I knew they had, they had Jaws. Yeah, Jaws no, I, I, yeah, Jaws I heard about. That's the only yeah. one. Everything else I had no idea. Yeah, they have Jaws. They have um, The Shining. Sh- um, what? You're in the oh, Overlook yeah. Hotel, obviously. Yeah, uh, Dave Brown actually bought that. I have the Friday the 13th one. That one's pretty fun. Uh, you need at least, I would say, five people to play to be uh, exactly. really competitive. Yeah. yeah, I played it with the Kersies when we were there last. Dude, I never even knew about these games. I mean, I got the horror trivia uh, pursuit mm-hmm. over here, which is like impossible yeah. to, to beat because some of these questions are just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um but I never heard of this. I, I got to get this. You can't yeah. not only Candyman, but like Friday 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. They have a Halloween one? I didn't see it on there, but give them time. I'm sure oh, they yeah. will. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. If not, we got to somebody got to create it, man. Yeah. Uh, but that's exciting because, hey, what about a horror night with the team, with some of the fans? We'll just get together a horror trivia night. You know, that's, oh, yeah. that's something we could do, you know, locally maybe next year sometime. We'll figure that out. But that's awesome. Or maybe like the night before the, um, the Kane Hunter event. Oh, you know? yeah. Or, or either – night before after you know the yeah. celebration afterwards mm-hmm. uh but yeah that's a good idea man that's it yeah. and you know you know speaking of Kane hotter all right uh we have a huge event coming up it's uh january 29th my man 2022 now it's a long way away i know jimmy you're like come on stop it, it's like five months give me a break <laughs> halloween's not even here christmas not even here well this is just in time for Christmas, get a little, get a little, uh, you know, horror in that Christmas stocking right there, in that stocking stuff right there. Get Kane Hodder tickets. Why not? It's perfect. Halloween gifts, Thanksgiving gifts, whatever you want to do, any kind of gift for the holidays. This is it right here, Brian, because it's a whole afternoon with Kane Hodder. Two o'clock, doors open. Ten o'clock, it concludes. We're talking autographs, photographs, dinner with Kane Hodder, a three course meal in the venue mm. at Blue. If you haven't been there, and I haven't, but I looked at the place and I seen the food, and and this is a venue that really they deal with a multitude of different events, but weddings, wedding receptions, they specialize in. And if you have to deal with weddings, you know how stressful that can be because everything has to be like perfect. So I know these people know what they're doing. Okay. Yeah. And I already see it. I talked to them and it's just the, the food list of menus extensive. So we got to go through that. But the menu I'm telling mm. you is going to be top tier. Okay, and that includes house beer and wine. All right, there's going to be bartenders there. So if you want the hard stuff or cocktails, you're going to have to pay separately for that. But again, three-course dinner with all that I just said. Okay, and then Q&A, and then the watch party, which is going to be a debate on this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, And people are going back and forth. What are we watching? Seven, eight, nine, or uh, (laughs) 10. Yeah, yeah. I I don't – I unfortunately had to throw 10 in there, okay, uh, because, you know – People we were, were asking. We were already. People were asking. People were asking, where um, the hell is Jason yeah, X? So shortly on our page, uh, we'll put up a, a poll of seven, eight, nine, and ten. And then, um, honestly, in my opinion, 
I think it's going to come down to seven and eight. But who knows? Yeah. Maybe nine or ten could squeak. Don't in even there. say ten. I could do nine. <laughs> I mean, people were like, "How could you do nine and not ten? Because nine just holds a special place in my heart, like it does with you as well. Jason goes to hell. Yeah. Um, but like, I just I can't see it. Ten belongs in space. Okay, we don't need to see it, but it's on the list. So you guys are gonna vote on Horror Three Sixty Five on Facebook uh, to be at Horror Heads Three Six Five on there, and we're gonna have that poll going, man, for a while. Okay, yeah, keep it fresh or whatever because um, yeah, I want to make that decision probably by the new year, and then boom, lock it in, and then we'll figure all that out. But it's going to be a great day. Uh, with yeah, Kane. I think um October we should start the poll October first. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, be yeah, good give time. It some time. So uh, Jimmy, uh, speaking of uh, Jason goes to hell, Kane Hodder, I got some things that came in the mail last weekend. Ooh, this week, what are we talking about? Collector's Corner, baby. Collector's Corner. So. As some of you may know, um, I'm going to be doing a Jason Goes to Hell cosplay next year. Um, costume made by our good friend Jim Ingram of J3 Jason Costumes with a hawk by uh, Tony McDonald of um, Imperial Design. So, first up on the list, get the dagger. So, I got the, the dagger from darb designs off of uh, social media unfortunately when i touched it it didn't get bigger like in the movie but uh yeah, that's like, what look. she said <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh yeah look at that so look at that dagger see i didn't want to talk because i know zoom takes it off of uh, you yeah. and me but hold on leave it right there yeah look yeah just look at that um darb designs he also is an artist for trick-or-treat studios so he was uh, referred to me by Ruben Morales, who I interviewed on my other podcast. And, you know, it took some time to get this, but it was well worth the wait. It's all 3D printed. So it's get conven- the goddamn dagger. Yeah. So it's oh, convention. Man. It's convention safe. So this is going to go great with uh, my costume. And Horror Daddy will be at the Kane event. I, he's going to be wearing Jason Goes to Hell. So I'll let him. You know, I'll bestow this on him. Yeah. (laughs) And then my other part to go along with the theme of Jason, Jason goes to hell. You know, I'm getting back into collecting VHS. Irene found this on Facebook Marketplace for me. So. Oh, I'm jealous. (laughs) I'm jealous. Jason goes to hell. It brings back memories because I did have this on V. I had had all the Fridays on VHS, but the first Friday I saw in theaters. Didn't Didn't (laughs) yeah although the guy that had it before me was not kind and he did not rewind oh we're gonna talk about rewinding because serial mom has something to say about that too uh yeah you gotta rewind your damn tapes yeah so um yeah so i was like how ironic that we are announcing you know officially announcing j uh the kane hotter event and i get these two cool pieces within two weeks of announcing so yeah i'm excited for the cane hotter you'll see me at the uh at the um like the cocktail hour you know munching on shrimp and whatnot in between (laughs) like helping people but you know we've already sold tickets and some of those tickets that were sold were people from our jason lives event so we're off to a good start dude yeah and you know what speaking at a jason lives event i got one more time i have to give cj graham a thank you because he set that bar. I said it before. I'll say it again. He set the bar extremely high. Uh, Kane, you know, he's going to have a tough day in the office because <laughs> to match CJ. And, and this yeah. is me being honest because like CJ really took his time with everybody. And yeah, it was just a great, it was a great uh, event out there. I mean, you know, we dealt with a couple behind the scenes things, but it didn't uh, show uh, during the event nah. and even after and a lot of people you wouldn't were, even known you wouldn't even know exactly no. and a lot of people we're still getting positive feedback from that which i'm i am tremendously happy as a matter of fact today grateful. we got a feedback yeah right yeah we got more feedback today and yeah. it's like this is weeks after um or a couple of weeks at least afterwards uh but you know now we're looking at kane and you know it's a little different because you know cj i look at that event as it was it was raw man it was chicken cutlet before it was chicken <laughs> it was raw uh you know what i'm saying so it was the first one we did it was a test run hey can we do this can we keep it organized and we did a hell of a job the team man and without you guys i can't be thankful enough for all you guys like it was really helpful um and it wouldn't have got accomplished without you guys so i definitely know that uh moving forward this event the team's going to be there uh we have a game plan the blueprint is laid out. We know what mm-hmm. we're doing. This this uh, venue, that's another thing, too. 
it's going to be much easier because everything is in one area. It's mm-hmm. inside this gigantic venue, uh, which can hold up to 500 people. Okay. Without a dance floor. If we're going to have a dance floor there for some reason. Uh, oh God. Yeah. It's going to be me, you and Buffalo bill. <laughs> uh, if we decide, which I might keep the dance floor for the hell of it. Uh, Cause there's going to be some like, you know, background music and noise going on at times. Um, you know, it's 450 people. Uh, we mm-hmm. have vendors that are already on board for this. So we're going to have what we call maniac mall. Okay. And that's going to be just a whole vendor section. Um, and then of course, everything's going to be set up for Kane for the dinner, the watch party and the Q and a session. Uh, but it's going to be, it's an event and these events that we're doing, Brian, again, I, I can't stress it enough. It's different. Okay. No, I'm not knocking the cons, which we'll talk about one of them later on. Uh, but this is something that gives you that personal experience uh, with the talent and you're hanging out with Kane Hodder. Mm-hmm, right. I mean, dude, if you're a Friday 13 fan, if you're a horror fan in general, this is like, is this real? It's like yeah. surreal. You know, it's like yeah. unreal, dude. And I can't wait for it, man. But there's a lot, a lot more to come with that. We're going to be promoting that throughout a couple of different events that are coming up in the near future. We'll talk about later, but Brian, okay. Yeah. Right now. Okay. We got to talk about serial mom and Again, people are saying either A, I don't know this movie. I never heard of this movie. B, this is not a horror movie. Why you're reviewing it? Or C, hell yeah. So <laughs> hopefully you fall under that hell yeah category. But even if not, yeah. hey, this is going to be an interesting conversation right here uh, because we had a dude, we had a cast of characters, which, uh, you know, I know you, you're the guy, you're the brains behind this operation. Uh, you do a lot of research for these reviews and everything that we got going on. So you're going to dive into some of that. Mm-hmm. I got to give you my overall opinion on the movie. Having seen, seen this for the first time for this review, I was like, how didn't I see this sooner? <laughs> like, yeah. what, you know, how did I miss this? And- yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it, <clears throat> I mean, I remember when it came out like on home video and I just watched it only one time. So this is my first time watching it since 1994. Oh, oh so this was like oh, pretty like, much brand re- new. Re- right. I knew, I remember the plot, but you know what? It was like, I'm much older now. So I understood, I understood more of the stuff, you know, yeah. but uh, yeah, you know, it's not t- typically a horror movie, but it's about a serial killer. And we do like, you know, we eventually want to talk about true crime stuff. So, yeah. and it had some actors that have been in some horror movies so you know <laughs> um and can i can i say can, can i just say we did that? have some actors that were in some horror movies but let's face it brian they were no sharon stone <laughs> <laughs> i know when irene walked by she's like is that matthew lillard i'm like yeah it's like one of his first movies so um it is a it's a cult classic without a doubt directed by another you know john waters so if you've ever seen a john waters movie he's very eccentric and this was low key for john waters movie like if you watch kentucky fried chicken the movie or um uh cry baby he's done a lot of stuff he's a very peculiar individual but he he gets these these actors just to all come aboard so uh i'm ready when you are if you have any other thoughts about the movie dude first of all now i changed my background here so it looks like i have a wig on (laughs) <laughs> what do you think of it serial mom right here there you uh, go so no honestly with the movie uh, i think it was it was more obviously comical yeah uh, than horror but it's so funny because watching this movie and they're like they're like us in a way like when we watch the movie like a lot of us we love horror and we like glorify horror and killings in movies like the kills and, and in she, this movie she secretly loved that kind of stuff but she's the apple pie mom. <laughs> yeah, she's the apple pie mom, but she's like on the low. Yeah. Listen, this is what I do behind closed doors. This is my little, uh, my guilty pleasure over here. So, you know, but she's sitting there and it's like, even in a movie, everybody's glorifying her as a serial killer and, and mom. So, you know, it's like, it's it's funny how they, how they play off of that because, you know, us as fans, we do uh, that with horror movies. We just... We talk about the kills in Friday the 13th. We took, we glorify that stuff and they were doing it in the movie and like, as if it was like something cool. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that, that I enjoyed uh, for sure. But yeah, let's dive into this right now, Brian. All Talk right. Just a little bit about uh, the backstory on this movie. Yeah. So sure. Uh, so Sierra mom, as I said before, came out in 1994 and it's a black comedy crime film written and directed by John Waters. So it starred Kathleen Turner. Um, you know, she's, Hollywood legend. She's been in a lot of films. Uh, we have Sam Morrison, who's best known for Law and Order. 
Um, and then we have uh, who plays her husband, and then we have uh, Ricky Lake. Ricky remember, Lake, you remember yeah. Ricky Lake, the Ricky Lake show? Talk show, ooh, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Oh no, that was Arsenio Hall. No, it was, no, it was go, Ricky, Ricky, go Ricky, go Ricky. No, <laughs> but she she worked with John Waters on Hairspray. Hairspray, uh, you know, was a, a musical which was later remade into a horrible movie with John Travolta, um, and then also Matthew Lillard in his first one of his first film where he's a uh, a uh, starring character, not like a background actor. Um, and then we have cameos by Patty Hearst, Suzanne Summers, Joan Rivers, mm-hmm. Tracy Lords, and um, Bridget Berlin, who, for those that don't know Bridget Berlin, she was big in the Andy Warhol scene. And I think she worked with Andy Warhol. Um, so Zero Mom was released theatrically uh, on April 13th, 1994, to mixed to positive reviews from critics, but it was a box office bomb. It grossed $8 million out of a $13 million budget. So, yeah, it lost money. Ooh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> not good at all. Whew. Yeah. So, during production, um, Waters wanted um, a couple different actresses. He talked to Meryl Streep, he talked to Kathy Bates and Glenn Close, but he went with uh, Kathleen Turner because some of the actresses wanted to tone down the violence of the film or they wanted more money. So, and he's like, no, but Kathleen Turner just loved everything. So he's like, yeah, you're hired. <laughs> uh, so, um, all right. So Kathleen Turner plays uh, Beverly, Beverly Supton. Um, she's basically an unassuming upper middle-class housewife living with her de- dentist husband, who is um, Sam Lordston, his name is Eugene, and their teenage children, Misty and Chip, by who are Ricky Lake and Matthew Lillard. Yeah. Uh, so they live in the suburbs of Baltimore, and it was filmed in Maryland. However, she is secretly a serial killer, murdering those who she perceives to be slighting her and her family. So before we find out she's a serial killer, um, the, you know, the cops come to her house, Detective Pike and Gracie. So they're questioning her about uh, a neighbor that's getting <laughs> harassed. Oh, these phone calls. Yeah, these prank calls. <laughs> yeah, Dottie Hinkle. Beverly is later revealed to be the perpetrator. <laughs> so when the kids go to school and then the dad goes off to work, she's in in the in her bedroom and she's calling the um, the the neighbor Dottie Hinkle and um, you know saying I forget what she's saying, but then she calls and pretend she's like with the phone company and she's like we just need your zip code is it oh eight two three fuck you oh yeah the reason we find out she's harassing her is because when beverly was going to the store and this pisses me off i probably do the same thing you're waiting for that oh, phone pulls oh, out oof. and this person just comes in whips in and get your parking spot i probably want to do the same yeah thing to say well. hell yeah i would definitely want to prank somebody like that <laughs> right so um before the kids go to school we're also introduced to um matthew lillard's friends and his friend and his girlfriend um and then we're introduced to a guy that ricky lake likes but you know you get the feeling that he's not really into her but it does the friend though um of the brother gives her a Pee Wee Herman doll to sell at her little consignment store. Um, So later on that day, Beverly is going to school for a PTA conference and she finds out that her son is not doing well in math. And the teacher basically said he needs to have a better upbringing. Like don't let your son watch horror movies because that's all he's obsessed with. Um, So that really pisses her off. So basically she's saying my parenting skills suck. Oh they're, so, oh, they're not good enough for you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so basically what she's doing, um, well, you know, before she got her feelings hurt, she baked them a fruitcake. So I don't know about you, but I'm not a big fan of fruitcakes. Nah. <laughs> so after the meeting, um, she is waiting for Mr. Stubbins in the parking lot in her um, Escort, I think she had, or it was a Chevy. It was a Chevy, but my mom had the same type of car, but it was a Ford Escort. So she's slowly creeping up on him and then like he turns around she waves she waves and then she guns it um you know runs him over backs up so but unfortunately there's a stoner witness which you know beverly didn't see um the next day it's uh she's going to like the flea market because uh she broke uh the lady's fabric yeah. egg but blamed it on Dottie hinkle uh so they're going to the flea market where the daughter um does like consignment sales and she learns that um uh 
Carl is the boyfriend, well, not the boyfriend, but the guy that Ricky Lake likes, he stands her up. So she's like really upset. So um, did you catch the cameo of who Carl's girlfriend was? The, oh, no, I didn't. I didn't uh, Tr- Tr- Tracy Lords. So that was former, oh, former porn star, Tracy Lords. <laughs> she was, uh, she was in um, Cry Baby where she played Johnny Depp's uh, girlfriend in the movie. Oh, snap. I didn't so, even catch that. Man. Yeah, because I was like, she looks real familiar. And then I saw all the, um, <laughs> well, I seen not, my not, not that I seen her movies <laughs> while her. You're uh, lying, Brian. You're lying through your teeth right now. I know you got the magazine somewhere. So, um, her friend, her friend who couldn't buy the fabric J egg is she didn't want to spend the $50. She decides to buy a, uh, iron poke, but what she does, I love this. Cause I could see like, you know, my mother-in-law probably doing the same thing. She takes a price tag from another item and puts it on <laughs> yeah. the, the iron poke. So uh, she, I can't tell you I didn't do that before. <laughs> but. So she sees um, uh, Kathy Bates, or not Kathy Bates, Kathleen Turner sees the boyfriend with the girlfriend. Her daughter's upset, so she's gonna, you know, do away with him. So he goes to the bathroom, and that's when she stabs him through like the stomach. And as she's pulling it out, she's got like she stands right in the back and it pulls out the kidney. Yeah, I think yeah. people out the kid like, what the hell? She's trying to take it off. <laughs> yeah, like, and then, oh, and then um, you know, she you know takes it off with her her hand, but then when she goes to sit back down, her friend's like, "You got a little piece of turd on your shoe." <laughs> so, um, and then you know, obviously his um, his uh, body is found, and the cops are called. All right, so the next day, um, the cops are talking to. Actually, no, I'm sorry, that day the cops come to visit the dad, um, and they're telling him like we think your wife is a serial killer so he decides to kind of look through their bedroom and he sees serial killer memorabilia beneath their mattress the she's got like a tape cassette from ted bundy um and then she's got like uh, a christmas card did drawn it, by uh john wayne gacy yeah did, did it like the the message there was like a message on there yeah like, and hey the, babe it's ted <laughs> Yeah, and and that is uh, actually voiced by uh, John Waters, so that's his his cameo. Oh, nice. So now he's on to his wife. Okay, she's hiding this stuff. Like she's like pretending to read a a bird book, but she's got like serial killer clippings in the bird book. Um, So that evening at dinner, Chip tells the family about his friend Scotty's suspicions because Scotty also uh, thinks that his mom could be a serial killer um beverly departs at the point fearing for scotty's life um the others head for his house unbeknownst to them beverly intends to kill bill and ralph sterner because earlier that day they were going to go bird watching but the the husband like had a toothache so there goes um their day of bird watching so when i'm watching like oh yeah she is going to kill um scotty but it was actually the, the the two people but let's talk about scotty and his uh choice in movies you know oh my and god <laughs> <laughs> oh man and i have to tell you that is a real movie he was watching that yeah. wasn't that wasn't a movie made for um the movie which i'll go into the trivia yeah yeah so, so yeah let me let you continue on that one yeah so um you know, they're eating dinner. So this guy's complaining of a toothache, but like he's grubbing down on the birds and that, the chicken, because that's what really set her off because she was supposed to go watch bird watching. So she stabs Betty with scissors borrowed from Rosemary Ackerman, who was the one neighbor. And then she pushes the air conditioner from their window onto Ralph. But let's talk about her throwing the knife. Like she was like a ninja with Oh that. man, like a ninja star. <laughs> yeah. and, and like, yo, it was no hesitation. And then she nah. grabbed it real quick. Like, okay. Like she's like she's sees her target and she's gonna nail that target. Like she has some experience, right? So as she kills um, the Ralph guy, the her family gets to Scotty house and they interrupt him having some one on one time um, <laughs> with Pamela, <laughs> <laughs> Susie Palmer and her five her five friends. So the next day, um, so the police are on to her. So they're following them to church um she's she's named as the name the number one suspect in the sterner's murders so the service abruptly ends when everyone flees in a panic after beverly sneezes during which she escapes as i didn't understand that like why you're running she just sneezes. everybody's running 
I mean, it's well, not COVID I think, season. No, I, I think because you're already on edge because, you know, words getting around town. So oh, it's so like, just like jumpy. It's yeah. like, oh my God, what's going on now? So everybody's, yeah. and she's in church and then she got at, you know, right. she hightailed. So, yeah, so she goes to her son's video store and um, Emmy, Emmy Lou Jensen, who is a customer, argues with Chip over being fined for failing to rewind a video, uh, to rewind a videotape, calling him a son of a psycho. So now, you know, that's enraging her. So she follows her home and kills her with a leg of lamb as she watches Annie. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's only a day. Uh, wait, never going to be able to like hear that song or watch mm-hmm. that i really don't watch any guys yeah but i'm just saying if i ever did again and hear that song i'm just gonna think of that leg of lamb and <laughs> boom like what a kill so, so scotty the friend witnesses the attack nearby she spots him and pursue, pursues him after carjacking the passerby her uh ending up at hammerjacks beverly uh immolates scott during a live performance the stuff and family arrive as beverly is arrested um so we're now going to the trial. It's a media sensation as, you know, <laughs> oh, kind of and surprisingly enough, when this movie was released two months later, OJ committed OJ. the, uh, yeah. committed the crime. In White Century. Bronco. Yep. In the, uh, in the uh, slow speed chase. Um, <laughs> so she's dubbed serial mom and both chip and Misty profit off of her notoriety. They're selling shirts outside the uh, courthouse. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ, so man. During the opening arguments, Beverly's, Lawyer claims that she is not guilty by reason of insanity, but she is promptly dismissed. Representing herself, Beverly systematically discredits most every witness against her by exploiting their own vices, while Hodges is too high to provide credible testimony. And that was Hodges was the um, the stoner from the high school. Yeah. During, during Pike's testimony, the courtroom is distracted by the arrival of Suzanne Summers, uh, hot off of selling some um, thigh masters. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, and then even he's like, I love you in three's company. The, I mean, like the judge was in it, he was mm-hmm. focused on her. Uh, but yeah. I, I just love the way how Beverly like twisted everything around and how yeah. she just maintained a couple. She just smiled. Everybody and that was that's coming on what the stand, a serial oh, killer does. If you yeah. if you watch like the Ted Bundy like documentaries when he's in court, that's what they do. That's just why smiled. Yeah, well, yeah, but you know, he at, at the one trial, he was his own lawyer. So and he is just a manipulator, and that's why he was, you know, unfortunately good at what he did, you know. Um, and that's why I can't wait to dive into some true crime stories, you know. Oh, you future. know what, dude? We definitely have to get on that. I mean, we have a schedule already booked for September and October. Yeah. But, hey, November's open for true crime. Yeah, um, yeah. We, we got to talk about some of that. Yep. Um, so, at the end, Beverly is acquitted of all charges. Uh, throughout the trial, Beverly expresses contempt at a particular juror. So, this is where um our our holiday themed quote-unquote horror movie comes in the drawers wearing white shoes after labor day so jimmy do you know like why it's like a you know bad to wear white after labor day i want you to tell us brian okay so wearing white signifies you're going on vacation labor day is all about work and you know the end of the summer so that's why People were always saying you shouldn't wear wine after Labor Day because you're not on vacation. You're back to work. So there it is. Okay. A little go. fun fact for everybody out there. Very. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> you should know. <laughs> no. um, so Beverly follows her to a payphone and fatally strikes her with the receiver. Uh, Summers. I mean, she was going at her too. Like you, in those, boom, in those phones. Yeah, dude, those phones are like solid, dude. Yeah. I remember, I remember there was an issue by a phone boot one time, but those things, yeah, they'll come in handy. Yeah. So um, Summers angers Beverly into an outburst attempting to pose for a photo op as a juror's body is discovered. So that's like when it ends, you know. Um, So um, as I said before, the film opened on April 13th. It grossed uh, a little over two million the first weekend, but, um, you know, only made a total eight million dollars. So just a couple of trivia. So the video store in the film is actually John Waters actual video store that he goes and rents movies at oh nice um the movie scotty 
is watching as he masturbates is <laughs> Chesty Morgan's Deadly Weapon, 1974. <laughs> uh, the movie being screened in the video store when Misty tries to convince Chip their mom is a serial killer is Straight Jacket, starring Joan Crawford. The Christmas card and Beverly's serial killer scrapbook belongs to Dennis Dermody. It was hand-painted by John Wayne Gacy and sent to him when he was a child. Waters borrowed the card and inserted it into the scene as an inside joke. The fact that it was created by Gacy is not mentioned and the viewer is not expected to know this. Um, and uh, Ted Bundy's voice is by um, John, Waters. Uh, John Juan Waters. So cameos, uh, we had Suzanne Summers, we had Tracy Lords. Patty Hearst was a juror. For those that don't know Patty Hearst, um, she's an author and actress and a granddaughter of American publishing magnate William Randolph Hearst. She first became known for the events following her 1974 kidnapping by the Sibonese Liberation Army. She was found and arrested 19 months after being abducted, by which time she was a fugitive wanted for serious, uh, my thing, Serious crimes. Serious, yeah, crime. no, serious crimes committed so, with the members of that group. Yeah, I remember, yeah, actually in one of the bank robberies, some people died. And, you know, she later claimed that she was like brainwashed. You know, she was tortured, raped. Um, there's a, if you Google her name, there are very famous photos of her wearing like black sunglasses, a beret, and she's got a machine gun. Um, <laughs> she was sentenced to like 37 years, but only served Gosh. seven years. Um you know, so I I honestly think she was one of those spoiled rich kids that just wanted to be cool. Yeah. And, you know, um, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, very interesting story. So, yeah, that's Serial Mom and our, our Labor Day holiday connection. <laughs> yeah. Little little connection. Hey, listen, there's no real like Labor Day. There, there so this is the closest thing we got to, guys. And we like doing that, you know, theme around the holidays, like horror theme movies. But you know what? I'll tell you the truth, Brian, watching this movie for the first time, it was enjoyable. You know, it was yeah. funny more than anything. So it's like, it's something that, you know, it's can't be funny. It's can't be funny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I would definitely somewhere down the line, watch it again. It's not something that's like a one and done for me. Right. Uh, but it, you know, it's not one of those movies either that you're going to want to watch, you know, or become like, Hey, this is my favorite movie right mm -hmm. here. This is just, it is what it is. Uh, I was surprised at the numbers that you gave me. It just, was way below what they spent on this movie. They took a they took a beating. They, they took a they loss. Did, um, Five million under, I think. But really, John Waters movies really aren't financially successful. They they are more successful after um, they come out on home video. I mean, if you look at his library, I'm not familiar with all of his movies, but Kentucky Fried Chicken is the movie that really put him on the map. But it's a very, I think it's called Kentucky Fried Chicken. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Um, but it had Divine, the, um, was the, uh, the uh, oh, drag queen, very famous drag queen, um, who was like one of the stars. And there's some odd scenes in there that are very notorious. Um, and then you have Cry Baby, which was like uh, 1950s parody slash musical. And it had Johnny Depp as Cry Baby. Uh, Ricky Lake was in it, Tracy Lords, and some other people, and then Serial Mom. And he's made a few movies after the fact, but again, I'm not I'm not a huge Sean Waters fan. But this had a great cast. Yeah, no, it did, and, and I'm surprised, like even with the cast that it had, that it didn't do better than what it did. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, you look at it, you know, people, and it's funny because we spoke about this before. Like, there's been eight list <coughs> actors that had their start. In horror movies, you know, like Kevin mm -hmm. Bacon. Uh, I mean, and the list goes on. We that's the first name that usually comes to my mind. Yeah, and Friday Thirteenth stuff like that. But then, you know, uh, Matthew Lillard. This is this is where he got his, like you said, his first big, you know, role in mm -hmm. a movie. And then look what happened two years later. This came out ninety four. Scream, you know, and boom. I mean, he had so many movies after that. But oh yeah, you know, he, like he continues to do stuff. And you know, I mean, he's not as big as he was in the 90s early 2000 but he is big on the convention scene and he is like a fan favorite him and skeet allrich when they go to do like the screen um yeah. stuff like the fans love them because they take the time or as much time as they can to meet everyone and at the last monster mania they stay two hours extra just to make sure they saw all, the, saw fans. all the fans and you know yeah. what and, and big shout out to them for that and i heard uh really nothing but positive feedback from them too at, at monster mania and mm -hmm. you know you think about this too we talked about like conventions before you know where do you see conventions for 
anything else really but horror movies like it, mm-hmm. any other genre like i don't see an action convention i mean you got, no. you got comic cons and stuff like that but there's no action convention there's no right. uh drama convention or anything else really uh it's hey, just it horror well they, they have a bravo con if you're fans of like the real housewives tv shows it, well, 90 day fiance like yourself <laughs> no 90 days oh. a different um oh, it's a different network, different ca- different yeah, network different, yeah. okay but i'll be there if they have one <laughs> <laughs> No, but you know what? It, this just goes to show you, though, like, you know, people can say what you want about horror movies. All right. Mm-hmm. But look at some of the celebrities that are still active now that are still getting paid off of movies that were made years ago. Mm-hmm. 25 years ago, Scream came out, man. Yeah. And it's like the fans will come out and they'll line up like they fill up the whole arena. They'll line yeah. up down the block just to see the actors and actresses in that film. Okay, even in 80s, even like, you know, not even main star, like the stars of the movie, like, you know, you had extras, even some people that were extras in some of the movies are just like, you know, maybe not. Uh, Brian, don't I'm not I didn't say extras for a reason. You better stop. I'm going to talk to Dave. None of these again. None of these little pictures and second. No, because if you're in another movie that Dave Brown has as an extra or something like that, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to have him kill you off. I can't have it. <laughs> Somebody's got to whack you in a movie because I can't have another one. I'm going to be like that one. Like there's, there's like, you know, and if he gives you a line, Oh, it's over. Oh yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to request like a line, like, excuse me, can I have more coffee, please? (laughs) Your head is not going to make it through the door anymore, man. Especially I know BJ is watching this or listening to BJ crowd. Okay. He's going to have something to say. I promise you about this, but stop throwing the wood on the fire, my man. Cause I'm going to blame you, BJ, you and everybody else out there. But anyway, Enough of the extras. I bought it up. It's my fault this time. Uh, but to my point, these people are still able to do conventions from the 80s. I mean, look at the return of Living Dead. I was just at Living Dead weekend. Yeah. You know, some of that, you know, they had a cast. But like, really, I mean, other than Miguel Nunez, um, I'm thinking about the cast, like Tarman, you know, and mm-hmm. Lania Quigley. Like, what other movies are they known for? Oh, I mean, Linnea they had Quigley, other they had other films. Yes, she, she had a couple of films that were mainstream, but a lot B horror movies. Yeah, and I'm not um, knocking them. It's not no, knocking, knocking them. Yeah. But like Tar Man, he was really just dressed up as you know a tar zombie. So you know, for all we know, he could have been like a mime in his real life. You know, for his job, you so, never know. But it's the conventions are still making them relevant. And even though he didn't have, you know, 10 minutes of screen time, he's still loved by the fans, you know? And the line so. was, yeah, extensive, even for him as well. And, you know, rightfully so. But the thing is, like, you know, we connect with these characters and with yeah. some of these movies and horror fans. That just goes to show you the loyalty and the dedication that the horror fans like us and everybody else out here have. And speaking of cons, I mean, we got something coming up this weekend. Uh, when this comes out, it'll be this weekend, New Jersey Horror Con. Uh, NJ yeah. Horicon down at the Showboat Hotel, uh, September 3rd, 4th, and 5th. It's going down. Um, there originally, they originally were supposed to have one of the headliners there was Daniel Harris. Mm-hmm. That's who we were all like looking forward to go down there to meet from mm-hmm. Halloween. Uh, unfortunately, she had other obligations and it happens at times, you know. But I got some of the guests here, Brian. Um, and after I read off some of these names, let me know who you're excited about. Okay. Uh, Billy Zane. Yep. We got uh, the Goonies reunion, Kerry Green and Kay Huquan. I think mm-hmm. I said that right. He was Huquan? also famous for, I mean, Kerry Green, you know, was in a couple of 80s films. Um, but Kay Huquan uh, played Short Round in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Tales from the Crypt. And, yeah, oh, he, he was in Tales from the Crypt? Yeah, Tales from the Crypt and oh, okay. Encino Man as well. He was in Encino Man? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, like, you don't know these things until I, I'm like, wow, I yeah. didn't even know some of this until I actually researched. Uh, Tom Arnold, um, who was in just a slew of movies, but, like, at the same time, Freddy's Dead comes to my mind. Yeah. But that little cameo he had in or there. Or True, True Lies. I mean, True Lies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we have uh, David Howard Thornton from Terrifier. Terrifier I'm 2. I'm going to definitely meet him. Lisa Zane. Uh, again, Freddy's Dead. Yeah. Um, John O'Hurley, John O'Hurley. Yeah, I got that right there. Seinfeld, Family Feud, The X Files. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Okay, yep. Tony Moran, Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miko Hughes, that's huge right there. Yeah. Uh, new Nightmare at the kid. He did that's a great job in that over there. And he told the world that boys have a penis and girls have a vagina. <laughs> exactly. We didn't know that until he said it. <laughs> but uh, but maybe I just remember the role is uh, what did he say that creeped me out when he had the glove is like. Um, oh, oh, I just remember saying, never sleep again, never sleep, never again. sleep yeah. again. 
Sean yeah. Patrick Flannery, mm-hmm. uh, Soren Boondock Saints, uh, mm-hmm. Danielle Basuti, Basuti, I think I said it right, Cursor Chucky, Insidious 2. Mm-hmm. Um, just Bob Elmore, another name, mm-hmm. right? Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. And he's doing an in-costume photo op, too. Dude, oh, man, he's doing in-costume? Mm-hmm. I got to see Bobby. Definitely yeah. got to see Bobby. I mean, it, there's more. I'm not going to go down the whole list, but the, some of the names that, that are there. Um, another name, I guess, uh, Noah Hathaway. We can mention him. Uh, never ending story. Mm. Uh, not never ending story. Maybe, maybe terrific. <laughs> yeah, he was all. Yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, almost unrecognizable now. Like, because he played a Treyu, and yeah. he just, he gets the way he like wears his hair now. I'm just like, whoa, that's a Treyu. That movie scarred me, man. When his horse got sucked into the mud, holy crap, <laughs> dude. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I don't know where he Hello. fits in this, but uh, he's here. Duggan, I, I'm going to see him. <laughs> USA. Yeah, exactly. This could be a USA chant for sure. I'm going to start. Uh, it, if oh, anything. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bobby Mukes, Rob Mukes uh, from House of a Thousand Corpses, which is a movie mm. that I feel like we should review in the future. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Father Evil. Mm. Okay, yeah. this cosplayer over here. Cosplayer, yeah. But where's South Jersey Jason? I know he's going to be there. Gonna you're going to be there in costume. And I know you're going to be, uh, I believe, is there a costume competition going on? There Saturday is night? Saturday night. What we got going six on? Six to seven. Uh, I decided, you know, on my plethora of Jason costumes, I'm going to bust out the uh, the uh, Part 8 NES created by uh, it. J3 Costumes and uh, Lipstick Legion. Nice. Oh, yeah. Listen, I've seen that before. You know, I actually, I think the first costume I seen you in was that. Yeah, that was the very yeah. first one. Yeah. And, and that was that was a cool day, too. And it's funny because that was at the pop up show for, for the con. Yeah. A year so later, I, coming full circle. Full circle, my man. Hopefully, yeah. listen, you got my vote. OK, so let's see what happens with that. But I know it's going to be a pretty good weekend, man. We're going to we have a table down there. Uh, we're going to be networking with the fans. If you guys and girls listening, if you're able to make it out over at the showboat, you want to come out and see these two ruggedly. And I do mean Ruggedly handsome individuals from Hard 365, yours truly, and of course, South Jersey. Jason right here. We'll be down there uh, the weekend. Actually, I'll be there Friday and Saturday, uh, but I'm not going to be there Sunday. I have other obligations. I know you're still going to be there Sunday I'll as well. I'll be there all three all days. Three days yeah. um, and also, I want to also mention, um, we'll be selling, his name was Jason Swag, for Dave Brown and Jason West. So we're going to have um, the rubber um bands well not rubber bands but like the bracelet type yeah. things uh magnets and these really awesome posters that are actually the cover of the dvd the illustrator did it i forget his name uh, my apologies but he also did artwork for uh the walking dead comics so, okay nice oh yeah yeah, sure. yeah that's right dave and jason they're hooking us up with some gear uh to sell to the fans out there it's yeah. gonna help them with the the mailing of like the blu-rays and everything like that that they have yeah. for, for the fan film so any any help you guys who want to get some swag from his name is Jason. We got it. And of course we're going to have uh, some other things of our own over there, down there at the hard three sixty five. I believe maybe just some uh, flyers or something that we got to promote. We got a couple of things coming up, man, uh, for Kane Hodder. And Hey, I'm going to be down there. I'll be cutting interviews. Uh, if you want a promo, I'm there. Uh, whatever it is, man, I, I, I want to network with you guys. I want to see you guys and girls out there. Uh, it's, it's to have a good time. And I love these kind of events because you meet so many cool people and vendors. Like for me, I noticed at the cons that I've been to so far, the vendors are really what do it for me, honestly. Like, the vendors are what hurts my wallet. <laughs> yeah, they do it for me. Yeah, but they, you're yeah, right. Yeah. Just, I look, uh, I, I yeah, go to I, reach in my pocket. I, uh, why is there a hole? Like what happened? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just hope there's a beef jerky vendor there. The, they were there at the Papa Con. Oh man, I still have their card somewhere. I should order because their, their beef jerky was really good. Oh, yeah, you're a beef jerky guy, man. I'm a beef jerky guy, yeah. But you know what? I, listen, I'll tell you what. I am a, uh, I'm a Buffalo Bills house guy. He's going to be down there. We were speaking about it right Oh, now. yeah, that's right, yeah. Gotta put that damn lotion in the basket, Brian, or you're going to get the damn host. Yeah. I'm telling you, this uh, Buffalo Bill, there's so many other vendors that are down there as well. And I can't wait to meet uh, some new people, see some of the familiar faces as well. But again, Horicon, this upcoming weekend, we'll be down there. And uh, hey, listen, that wraps up this this week, episode thirty one, Horror three sixty five. Guys, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe below. If you're viewing us on YouTube, if you're not, if you're listening, check us out on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash Horror three six five alive. And if you're not listening, you're viewing us. Hey, we're on all audio platforms. I'm talking Spotify, Apple, Google, 
you name it, we are on there. Follow us on Instagram at HorrorDad365 and, of course, on Facebook at HorrorHeads365. Until next week, Brian, which I think we're going to be reviewing our time at the con this weekend. Until that time, guys, thank you so much for tuning in and thank you for celebrating horror, not only in October, but 365. We'll see you next week.